Abraham Lincoln Radio Studio at the George Washington Broadcast Center. Here's Armstrong and Getty. You're listening to the best of the Armstrong and Getty Show. We did this thing, I think it was from the Wall Street Journal, about why Zoom meetings are so stressful. It was really interesting, and they all rang completely true to me. Um, the eye contact is weird. I mean, in normal meetings, we all don't just stare into each other's eyes the entire hour. Constantly. Right. How weird would that be? In a conversation, just right in each other's eyes the whole time. It'd freak you out. <laughs> well, it does freak you out. Yeah. There's a bunch of stuff like that. And But the, the part that uh, seems to have an effect on a lot of people is you look, you see yourself. In a normal meeting, you're not looking at yourself. Ever. For obvious reasons. Right. Uh, you can't. Um, but in a and Zoom it's meeting. It's incredibly distracting. Yeah. Somebody is. just holds a mirror up to you and stands there. Well, number one, that would be bizarre behavior. But number two, just having to look at yourself the whole meeting, nobody could do that. And yet we do. Yeah. And uh, so it's causing, well, it's causing people to react weirdly. Let's hear a little bit of this report. With the stress of the pandemic, body image issues have been on the rise. 43% of women, 26% of men said COVID-19 negatively affected how attractive they felt. The countless hours spent on Zoom or video calls is causing more and more Americans to be insecure about their appearance. Video conferencing presents a constant, unedited, unfiltered look at ourselves that can be unsettling. And those front-facing cameras we're all using aren't doing us any favors. Things like the nose could actually appear larger and wider, and the eyes could appear smaller. Not only is a person confronting their own reflection with much greater intensity and frequency than they ever had before, but they were staring at a distorted reflection. This Uh, is all part of an alarming new trend coined Zoom dysmorphia. That's really worth noting. Because like I said earlier, when I do Zoom on my computer, I look pretty good. I do Zoom on my phone, I look terrible. So it matters, the camera, you know, and then... So you're seeing... Unless you're, you know, uh, a narcissistic model who really enjoys looking at yourself... I think everybody, normal person, looks at themselves and you know and sees all the flaws and everything like that. But if you're getting in, an even lesser version of yourself staring at yourself, right? That right. that's not good. Yeah, I don't have the good looking headroom. <laughs> I need to get every single ounce of good looking out of the picture I, I can get. Man, when you're staying at the right kind of hotel where they've got the slimming mirror and oh, the soft yeah. lighting, they, they really know how to do it in expensive hotels. Man, you look in the mirror and you think, oh, no wonder. Chicks dig me. Look at that guy. <laughs> <laughs> but you, but you're you like stay. Judge Reinhold uh, when you, and he's wiping off the graffiti in the bathroom. You're a single successful guy. <laughs> Beautiful. But, but when I stay at my kind of hotel, when I'm at the Super Eight or the whatever, and it's the harsh bulb and the regular mirror, and it's just ah, the bulb's I'm, flickering. Oh, look away, <laughs> my goblin. Yeah. No one could ever love me. <laughs> I think. I'm, wow. I'm hideous. I mean, wow, that's, that's too much. Too heavy. <laughs> but so that's what's happening when I see myself on my, uh, my, my phone zoom. So it makes your nose look bigger and your eyes look smaller. That's odd. That would explain it. 
Okay, so that's maybe some of the problem I'm having. Let, let's learn more about this. Cutting-edge apps and social media filters are allowing ordinary people to enhance their online photos to impossible perfection. In some cases, it's sparking a concerning phenomena. With apps like Facetune, you have the power to completely transform yourself. Bigger eyes, skinnier nose, and jawline. Smaller butt or flatter belly, whiter teeth, smoother skin. You can do it right on your phone. When I take a selfie, I always use filters. I wish I could look like my filtered self in real life. This obsession with personal appearance that selfie culture encourages may have darker implications for mental health. A study in the Journal of the American Medical Association says filtered pictures can take a toll on self-esteem, body image, and even lead to body dysmorphic disorder. I do feel like we're losing touch with what reality looks like. We're already getting there to the point where we're expecting people to look as unhuman as possible. As unhuman as possible. Now, I uh, don't know what my butt or belly looks like on Zoom because I've yet to show them. I haven't been in a meeting where that would make any sense. I guess this has got more to do with, like, dating apps and or just stuff. Social media, selfie posting yeah. and stuff like that, yeah. I, and and uh, what what happened to all of the ancient sayings everybody grew up with about beauty being skin deep and not to be fixated there on? There were lies, Joe. You know, the book and its cover sounds, and the rest of it. How it's like shallow. ugly people with no followers. Ugly oh, people sh- that have, like, two <laughs> followers evil. on their Instagram account. Now, you are evil. <laughs> I, I briefly had the Facetune app just to check it out because it was the number one free app in America several years in a row. And I messed around with that thing, and it's it's disturbing. And I got rid of it quickly because I just thought, I don't want to go down this road. But I, I could I could take a picture of myself and make myself look substantially better in just a few seconds. So these reports are kind of a montage of various different news things covering parallel stories. But I do think it's interesting that the, the first examples they used of what you can do with the Facetune app, make your eyes bigger and your nose smaller, is the inverse of what Zoom dysmorphia is doing to you, making your nose bigger and your eyes smaller. So, you know, I suppose you could justify it and just, know I'm making myself look more like me because uh, huh. the, the Zoom camera is making me look weird. Yeah, but when you post everything to Instagram filtered and, and, and yeah. retouched and, and you're competing in your own mind, if you're the sort of person who does this, you're competing with all the other people who are doing it and, and you feel bad about your appearance in comparison to them. For whatever reason, where I am in life and the kind of person I am, I don't want inaccurate photos of myself, really. I just, <laughs> I just, I don't, I don't know. I don't have any need for it right now. Um, to look back on my pictures from years from now and think, wow, I was looking good then. No, you weren't. That's not you. What are you talking about? Well, at least it's not making people so crazy they get surgery. Or the more it? people look at doctored up images, the more likely they are to actually start seeking out cosmetic procedures at younger ages. These cosmetic procedures are becoming so popular with teens, plastic surgeons have coined a new syndrome for it, Snapchat dysmorphia. And the number of kids getting nip tucks may astound you. In 2017, nearly 230,000 teens had cosmetic procedures. Kids as young as 13 are getting them. Doctors seeing an influx of people of all ages turning to plastic surgery to look more like their filter. 62% of plastic surgeons reported their patients wanted to go under the knife because of dissatisfaction with their social media profile. What? 57% said their patients wanted to look better in selfies. Absolutely. It's becoming more and more common where people will show me images on their Instagram or even something that posted on Facebook and go, this is really how I want to look. Just last week, I had a patient come in and ask me for more of an anime eye, and she couldn't figure out why it's not possible. 
Wow. An anime eye. <sighs> Gigantic cartoon princess eyes. That's what I want. What percentage did that person say? Seems well, awful high. Yeah, it was unclear whether they meant whether they meant all their patients or a patient or the majority of their patients or whatever. It's a very fudgy statistic. I got to be honest with myself, though, and I'm a, I'm a guy, so I'm probably I think I'm less susceptible to it than women are for the way society looks at men and women. But um, if I was God when I was twenty or whatever or high school, I would have loved to uh, touched up pictures. I think I would have done it all the time. Yeah, I was handsome as Prince Charming, so it doesn't really apply to me. <laughs> when I was in high school, I went to a pool party. I took a magic marker. I drew abs on me because I didn't have it. And, then, you know, it was obviously done. Of course, this isn't a real thing. But, you know, that's uh, high school is a weird <laughs> getting used to who you are time. You're going to tell me that you don't, because one of the things on Facetune is the way you can make your body, like, slightly slimmer or slightly it's bigger. it's so subtle. And it, yeah, it's so subtle. If you do it subtly... Well, it's very, very subtle. Nobody would notice, and just a tiny bit, like, thinner, and you look so much better. Or you could take a picture easily where, you know, just tiny bit, and you got much bigger arms the way you're posed in that picture. you got to tell me lots of high school, college dudes aren't going to do that. Oh, I guarantee they are, sure. Bigger. You're holding that yeah. beer, and you're standing there by the boat, and now your arms are just a little bigger. Of course. Oh, boy. Got the oh. Popeye forearms out of nowhere. <laughs> oh, yeah, and then there's the people, you come across the pictures all the time where they overdid it, and it's, you know, it's hilarious. But, man, you can be very subtle and, and improve the way you look a lot. I only had the one surgery to help me with a breathing problem. <laughs> <laughs> Michael Jackson denying he had plastic surgery. Well, they, there's fools. They say I've dyed my skin, please. Yeah, it's not going anywhere good. <laughs> Armstrong and Getty. This is the best of Armstrong and Getty. Uh, Switching gears here. This is from John Oliver's show, which often wins awards like Emmys and stuff like that. Kind of a daily show sort of show. Taking on the Andrew Cuomo story, which uh, we talked about earlier. A second accuser came forward over the weekend, accusing him of being a... uh, well, he asked her if he wanted to have sex. She wanted to have sex with older men. He said he liked to have sex with 20-year-olds and blah, blah, blah. You know that's Yeah, it's got a harasser, a little old school. At one point, he kissed her, though, without her wanting this it. girl or the other girl? Oh, I could either, be wrong which e- one it is. Either way, that is the sort of thing, and I, I'm not excusing it at all, but that is the, the sort of thing that, geez, these kind of guys did all the time for mm. years. Yeah. Yeah, I can't stand Cuomo, but he's not a uh, Epstein, or not Epstein, uh, Weinstein. No. Or, or, or So it, it wouldn't seem. No, it would just seem that every woman he met, no matter their age, grown-ups, um, who he found attractive, he would at least throw out a line there and see if they were interested. Yeah. Because he grew up in a world where that was perfectly okay, because it was perfectly okay until like a year and a half ago. Um, but uh, so do we need to know anything about this from John Oliver for it to make sense? Uh, no, but th- uh, this is simply a, a kind of somebody noticed uh, a person that Cuomo quotes regularly and uh, was curious about what that might, who that person might be. Follow the facts. They will show you the way. A.J. Parkinson. That's what we've been doing in uh, New York, following the facts. And you may have noticed that he was quoting someone there named A.J. Parkinson, and that is something that he likes to do a lot. Remember, textbooks say politicians lead and the people follow. No, it is often the people who lead and the politicians who follow. 
A.J. Parkinson. A.J. Parkinson, great quote. I respect elected officials who aren't typical politicians. Don't pass the buck without passing the bucks. A.J. Parkinson. A.J. Parkinson. A.J. Parkinson. A.J. Parkinson. A.J. Parkinson. A.J. Parkinson said that. Now, if you're currently thinking, oh no, am I supposed to know who A.J. Parkinson is? Don't worry, he's not a famous historical figure that you learned about in school, like Plato or Jane Austen or James Joyce. Although, in fairness, you didn't learn much about them either, considering you didn't realize that that's actually Socrates, that's Emily Dickinson, and that's T.S. Eliot. But the point is, it's actually completely fine not to be familiar with A.J. Parkinson, because he doesn't exist. He's a completely made-up person, apparently by Cuomo's dad, former governor and Kevin Spacey cosplayer Mario Cuomo. Now, he used to invoke the name of A.J. Parkinson as a kind of inside joke with the press. And while that may have been charming at the time, the current Cuomo doing it during a pandemic when virtually no one gets that it's a joke is a pretty weird move. Circulating fake quotes. It's obviously not the worst thing Cuomo's done. That is becoming increasingly clear. But it does feel like a pretty apt metaphor for an administration that has aggressively managed facts to fit its chosen reality. And it actually brings to mind another insightful saying. Andrew Cuomo is a colossal asshole. It's from an excellent writer named T.J. Pimpernickel. And I'll tell you exactly two things about T.J. Pimpernickel. One, he's a person I totally made up. And two, he's also completely right about Andrew Cuomo. <laughs> That's good stuff. Oh, 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 that's that's just weird. I'd say it is. So Sean has handed me, he kept this story back because he didn't want to give away the punchline. So he just handed me the, in a nod to his father, Andrew Cuomo, resurrects A.J. Parkinson, a fictitious philosopher, in his daily briefings. So he was doing this back during the daily CNN briefings that he won an Emmy for. But did anybody pick up on that? Did any of the 22-year-olds who didn't even know his dad was governor. Um, no, so nobody picked up on that at the time. I mean, does it, well, I handed you a story of somebody who wrote about it at the time. Right, yeah. Not nobody, but it, it, I certainly didn't hear of it. No. Uh, yeah, I, I was not into the weeds enough to, to realize that this was he was quoting somebody, a, a, an invisible friend of his father, apparently. But so he would make up a quote to like justify things that he wants to do. Don't pass the buck without passing the bucks. A.J. Parkinson said that, and it's true, and that's why we need to. What? <laughs> I like pranks. I like messing with people. I like humor. I like sarcasm. You and I still don't get the joke. <laughs> the inside joke is in line with the governor's habit of regularly including his family in his coronavirus updates. Cuomo's daughters have appeared on camera in recent weeks as he offers fatherly tales about meeting their boyfriends. Okay, I still don't get... That is really weird. So when his dad did it, did everybody know it was a joke? I get the sense from from the the readings I did that yeah people were in on it then so he's he's continuing an inside joke but I don't think there are many people who are aware of what's going on and now that I am again I still don't get the humor it's just an odd thing for an elected official to do oh well especially while you're killing old people well right as, and sexually uh, harassing twenty four year olds exactly. Uh, all the generations can come together with dislike of Andrew Cuomo. And telling your uh, main secretary to destroy uh, documents that would show that you uh, did something. So you're covering up, killing people, and harassing people, but uh, got this 
AJ Parkinson person. TJ Pimpernickel. What a weird thing to do. <laughs> He's just a strange ranger, man. He is. When it all unravels, people are going to scratch their heads and think, how is he ever the kingpin of the Empire State? Because his dad was. Yeah, and you wouldn't enough. think in the world's oldest democracy that your dad being something and you being something, your brother being something would be still a thing. But Voters are stupid. Present <laughs> company accepted. Y'all are, are brilliant, and we appreciate you listening. But yeah. They got a name I recognize. I'm going to vote for him. <laughs> what? <laughs> what about his policy? Well, his old man was a good Okay, I've seen that name before. <laughs> right. I recognize that name. Jeez. Top of the list. You want to put it that way, it sounds kind of stupid. You know, I think we need to uh, somehow reestablish in our society that it's cool to say, I really have no idea. Who are you supporting? Guy I've heard of? Or three guys I haven't heard of? I'm supporting the guy I've heard of. No, just say, I don't know, I haven't taken a look yet. <laughs> that is a good point when they always talk about name recognition. So I'm going to go with the person I've heard of with the assumption that they're clearly better than the person I've not heard of. Is it that whole, is it Jimmy Kimmel who does the bit where he asks people, yeah. hey, do you hear yeah. about that? With something that never happened. It's, it's gotta be that you just, you want to have an answer. If the other people were better, I would have heard of them. Hmm. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I'm glad you brought us that story, Sean, because I'd missed that. And that is, that is incredible. Really, it's really quite incredible. Armstrong and Getty. Armstrong and Getty. This is the best of Armstrong and Getty. The decoupling of America's economy from China and how it's almost inevitable because they have hundreds of thousands of slaves. They're running slave plantations. And we can't have our corporations buying products made by slave labor. Not to mention the concentration camps are are loathsome and the rest of it. I mean, we are so in bed with an utterly unforgivably evil regime. It just can't go on. Um, and we mentioned this 2020 report a couple of days ago by the Australian Strategic Policy Institute. Um, it looks like at least 82 well-known global brands in tech, clothing, automotive, um, are benefiting from slave labor, forced labor. Their supply chains include a significant amount of slave labor. And that estimated figure is called conservative actual figure likely to be higher and then they quote some corporations and the things they've said, like uh, they profess shock and ignorance. Nike says it's concerned about reports of forced labor. Oh, boy. Maintaining the company has strengthened its audit protocols to identify emerging risks related to potential labor transfer programs. And I love this writer says a perfect, this word I can't even say, of corporate buzzwords that mean a promise they are really looking into this time. Other industry responses are similar. Uh, in a statement to the Business and Human Rights uh, Resource Center, Abercrombie & Fitch maintains, our sourcing and sustainability teams closely monitor our network of suppliers to ensure we only work with organizations aligned with our principles and values. Yeah, I expect that kind of double talk out of Abercrombie, but Fitch, I'm surprised. <laughs> the Gap says it's taking steps to better understand how our global supply chain may be indirectly impacted, including working with our suppliers and actively engaging with blah, blah. It goes on for like... Well, 20 more words. Why don't you just say, 
we're not going to buy anything that's made by slaves, and we're sure as hell not going to sell it. They're smart people, these companies, and they can tell which way the wind's blowing. I bet they got all kinds of, they're scrambling right now, Nike and everybody else and whoever makes your underwear, trying to figure out, okay, the the the, the jig is going to be up at some point. We're not going to be able to do business in the, there anywhere. Where are we going to build our plants? What is underwear going to cost? How are we going to do this? I'm an Apple fan. I have friends who work for Apple. But Apple proclaimed it's dedicated to ensuring that everyone in our supply chain is treated with the dignity and respect they deserve. Dignity and respect like not being enslaved would be that would be a good start. Why don't you just say that? They point out that Apple took three years to end its relationship with a child labor factory when that was discovered in 2013. And I realize it's complicated and such... crazy expensive. But I was looking at my iPhone. There's just tiny little screws and kids got little fingers. I mean, it's just yeah. there's advantages. <laughs> Slavery will continue in China as long as it is profitable profitable for slave drivers. I tell you, I think the Oscars could mean something for the first time ever. And finally, those political speeches that I've been screaming about for years. Stop with your political speeches at the Oscars. If that woman, Chinese-born woman, wins as best director for Nomadland or the picture wins best picture like it did at the Golden Globes, and she gives some sort of anti-China speech... That is going to change the world. She has the power to do that, I think. So just a few moments ago, China announced they are not going to carry the Oscars live like they always do. Oh, my. So the break is starting to happen. And they've been bad-mouthing her uh, and and, and trying to uh, scrub, you know, from the Internet. You can't search on her and find her stuff and everything like that. If she says something... And they they really lash out. That could be the big break between Hollywood and China. And then China, then Hollywood be loosened up to do the sorts of things, you know, the the hotel Rwanda type movies that they've done about other countries over the war over the years about right. China. Because they don't dare offend China right now. It's an enormous market, and it finances a lot of movies, you see. A lot of your big superhero movies are financed by Chinese investors. But when and that's they don't over, dare offend them. If that was over. They would turn their human rights, you know, progressive eyes toward China to take on as a topic, I think. I, I despise Hollywood and that crowd so much. I hate their sanctimony. I hate their hypocrisy. I hate them lecturing us. I, I, I hate to even admit that you're right, that they do have enough cultural influence that if they were to turn good and hard on China, that would matter. That would do some good in the world. If I were a better man, I, I wouldn't feel like this, but uh, you're right. So I hope Nomad Land wins and she gives a speech. Yes, Michael? My guess is, though, the Oscars would just cut her mic. I mean, in other words, even here in the United States, if they know that, you know, they're oh. bed, they just cut the mic. I don't know if, if China just announced that they're not going to carry the Oscars live. That's kind of a shot across the bow of the Oscars. So I don't know. I don't know where things How? are going to be. How worried is big money Hollywood right now? Because they're loving being in bed with the Chinese. They don't give a damn about slaves. Are you kidding? They're having the same conversations we were just talking about with Nike and Gap and everybody else. The jig is about to be up, and we got to figure out how we're going to work in this new world. Everything's going to change. You think they've accepted it? They they ought to. There's no getting around it. It's inevitable, isn't it? Things are going to continue the way they are with China. It's going to seem silly. In a couple of years, maybe even by next year, it's going to seem crazy that all our that all our American companies were doing business in China like that. Mm-hmm. I think. Yeah, yeah. Final note on this uh, topic: I love this article in the Federalist. 
being against slavery in 2021 hardly feels revolutionary, but it is not a universally held position in corporate boardrooms and government offices. Nike likes to tell us that we should believe in something, even if it means sacrificing everything. But they'll not sacrifice a penny of their profits to make their products in a free labor country. It's a good point. That Thanks good. for the lectures, Nike. That's good. We need transition music. So we had a chat with the fabulous Adam Carolla the other day. It ended weirdly, though. Why don't we hear that clip? So they designed a system that the majority couldn't vote their own rights away. No. Wait, hold on. Can you hear me? Yeah, we can. Yeah, we can now. Can you? Sorry. Are you okay? What? Yeah, you glitched out as you were saying, Joe, that's Thanks. the single smartest thing I've ever heard in my life. We'll, we'll get over it. That's all right. And we said goodbye. Well, what happened there? Well, I think he lost interest in talking to us. <laughs> well, he, he kind of did. I will explain it. We had multiple folks who listened to his podcast send this along. Uh, I was listening to your interview with Adam Carolla thinking this is the best crossover episode since the Simpsons Family Guy crossover episode. <laughs> when, episode. It ended, when it ended so abruptly after your eloquent quote, I thought, huh, that was weird. Maybe someone interrupted him or he, uh, he had, uh, you know, another appointment or a hard out, as we say in the, in the business. Uh, I don't know if he fessed up to it after the interview. He didn't, but on his podcast today, he was telling his side of the story. This is Don writing. Uh, he was walking around his warehouse talking to you, and he said he had to go to the bathroom really bad. He was trying to pee in a sink to be sneaky, but at some point he looked down and realized he was peeing all over his clothes. <laughs> I'm now re-listening to the end of the interview laughing my ass off because of what I know. I hope this doesn't dissuade you from I, interviewing him again. No, of course it will. I need to hear it again now that I know what he's doing. <laughs> Now, if you are a longtime listener of Corolla, you know that the sink pee is uh, that's a that's kind of a go to move for him. He, that is not the first time he's attempted this maneuver for whatever reason. I am a big I'm a big sink peer. The utility sink in the garage is one of the greatest blessings known to man. <laughs> you got your muddy boots on. You're covered with grass clippings sure. or whatever. You don't want to go inside. You don't have to go inside. Yeah. So they designed a system that the majority couldn't vote their own rights away. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. Well, yep. Well, it's pretty... Wait, cl- hold on. Can you wait, hear me? Wait, hold on. Yeah, I'm looking yeah, yeah, now. <laughs> he he realized what he's doing. He puts his phone Are you down. Okay? He's like, oh, oh, no, oh, no, oh, no. Yeah, oh, you God. glitched out as you were saying, Joe, that's Thanks. the single smartest thing I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> so he realizes his pants are all wet and warm. We'll get over it. That's all right. <laughs> <laughs> See, I thought well, he was I'll be danged. I thought he was getting himself a drink of some sort. That's what I thought he was doing. Filling his water mm-hmm. bottle or something. Well, you no. were close. <laughs> it's so warm. It's so clear what is happening once you know. <laughs> yes. Okay. Yes. yes, he was just uh Oh, cut 28 is a uh, Your Corolla show is so important to me. I'm going ahead and <laughs> doing one of my basic human functions while I'm on the phone with you. Well, he was desperate. <laughs> Go ahead, Sean. Let's hear his. Uh, so I decide one. I'll just lean over the sink and I'll take a silent whiz into the sink as I'm continuing my radio interview, which I dutifully did. But about halfway into the whiz, I noticed it didn't seem like anything was going into the sink. 
And I, I know. It's, I was wearing the gym shorts, and the shirt had pulled out, gone over the penis, and oh, all I was boy. doing was peeing into my own shirt, which was directing it back <laughs> into my own shorts. Come on. Okay. That's, all right. That's oh, more than I needed that's, to know. That's, that's some coarse stuff see, there, That's folks. pretty much what I assumed. I didn't need the play-by-play. <laughs> Having done that sort of thing myself, I, yeah. I didn't mind the play-by-play. <laughs> oh, Adam, Adam, Adam. I'm sure he said some glowing things about us prior to that moment on the podcast. We edited it for length. <laughs> My radio we, interview. We edited radio. that out. We're out not of... radio. Do you, do you know who? Never mind. Armstrong and Getty. Armstrong and Getty. This is the best of Armstrong and Getty. Finally, it was announced yesterday that Tiger Woods will be featured on the PGA 2K video game, though for obvious reasons, he's being removed from Mario Kart. Jiminy. (laughs) I guess you can make that joke. He was the only guy who got hurt. He got hurt bad. but Wow. Well, I think he was probably ambient up. He did it to himself. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So. My son has been super into going to the skateboard park since he was uh, real little. He started with skateboarding and then he moved on to scootering. Scootering is way more popular than skateboarding now, at least. It is. I had no idea. Oh, huh. yeah. All the cool people are uh, are scootering and the tricks they do are just amazing. And the one guy he idolizes at the skateboard park is actually sponsored by a couple of uh, different people. Guy is just, it's like the ballet on a scooter. It's, it's just amazing. Anywho. I was talking on a, on our podcast a while back that it, it worried about the sketchier uh, element of the skateboard crowd. A buddy of mine, his uh, kids are older, but his daughter, he used to take the skateboard park and he said, yeah, it's always, you know, I've always had to keep my eye on a part of the crowd there. It's a, it's a, it's a big stoner hanging out there, ne'er-do-well crowd, not really doing that much skateboarding, whatever. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't a big deal when I was going there uh, with my son and keeping an eye on him, but he's gotten older, and I was, you know, wanting to let him have the the freedom that you get as you get to be older and kid. And he's with his buddy. He scooters over to the skateboard park, and I got him a, a phone so he could text me and stuff like that. Just because he not a phone, I got him a watch so he can text me on his watch because he had a horrible crash a while back, and he was actually limped to somebody's house and knocked on the door with his face all bloody. And Oh, my gosh. I thought, probably better that you can text me. Yeah. There's always been sketchy-ish people hanging around. It's gotten sketchier. I think one of the problems is a couch showed up. <laughs> that's a, I'm sorry, that's funny. I, I think I get it, but that's funny. I didn't think about it at the time. I didn't even think about it until last night. The couch showing up brought in a worse element that hangs around longer. And apparently there's now two couches. I haven't been there in a while. They wanted to be there, but they just, there was no seating. (laughs) So this couch showed up. And this is when I remember I told Sean this story about how there were some girls there that I think went off to smoke pot when I was there a couple of weeks ago. These three girls were sitting on the couch. And then one of them said, they don't, hey, hey, come on, let's go for a walk. And then they took off and they walked over this hill together. And then they went in somebody's car and sat there for like, 15 minutes and then they came back and i think they i think they were smoking pot Mm -hmm. um but uh so now there's people hanging around uh just just it's become kind of a party spot and apparently i get a well my son comes back from scootering last night really happy sweaty he'd done a bunch of tricks he'd never done before he's very exciting then i got a phone call from um his best friend's mom and he said 
did Sam tell you what happened at the skateboard park? And I said, no, he didn't say anything. He said, some of the teenagers there offered him drugs. I said, what? She said, yeah, my son came home and... Uh, and he said, yeah, some of the kids wanted us to take some Molly. I didn't know what that was. Oh, gosh. And oh, I, I actually don't know what Molly is. What is Molly? It's like a party drug. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's a, a rave drug. It's uh, straight out of the uh, ecstasy uh, family. And she said, well, did you take? And he said, no, we didn't take anything. He said, are, are, are you being honest with me? Because it's very important. If you did try it, I need you to get to the, the ER. And I need to call the other kids and everything like that. This is a big deal. And he said, no, I didn't even know what they're talking about. So he just said, no. And they're were, they were also breaking beer bottles. And they kept offering us Molly. And uh, so I asked my son about it. He was completely oblivious that this had happened somehow. I think as he was so dialed in on doing his 180s out of the bowl that he must not have hurt him or, or something. But anyway... Um, I, uh, I was getting angrier and angrier as she was telling me about this. I mean, I was furious. I was wanting to drive over there right that instant. Um, cause again, you're talking about kids who are not 11, even teenagers. 11 year old. You offered, you offered drugs <clears throat> to my 11 year old and his wow. friends. Um, so I'm going to endeavor to find out who these kids are and have quite a stern talking with them in which I want them to feel like I'm a lunatic who may beat their ass because I, am a lunatic that might beat their ass is a, is the reason they might feel that way. Right. But I yeah, also, I, I get it. I also would like to tell them, I know for a fact, I'll, I'll look this up today. I'll talk to the cops. I know for a fact that uh, giving drugs to children is a pretty big crime. It's going to change your life, at least for the short term. You get caught giving drugs to kids. Yeah. Uh, it's, it, it's not a good thing to do. Or even offering them. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And uh, so I was going to call the city today and see if I can get the couch removed. I think that would help because it's become a thing where people show up and they drink beer and do drugs and hang, sit on the couch. Take the couch somewhere else. I live in a town that is more open to sketchiness than a lot of towns are. But I have other friends who live in towns that couldn't be more different than mine. They have the same problems with the skateboard park. There's just something about the skateboard park crowd Mm -hmm. uh, universally. Yeah, yeah. Well, as a guy who was crazy into rock and roll as a kid, and still am, uh, yeah, there's there's more um, uh, fringy behavior among uh, people playing in garage bands than there were, you know, in, in some other things kids could be the doing. The chess but club. Probably. On the other hand, the more I think about it, my buddies on the football team were just getting hammered. <sighs> um. Hmm. Anyway, uh, yeah, that's troubling. I wonder, and, and you handle it the way you want, but, uh, you know, we have connections. I wonder if you could get the cops to go over there and, and have a word, or were, would you prefer the uh, a little more Buford Pusser walking tall 1970s scary old man uh, persona? <laughs> Yeah, and what and what sucks, and so my and and my son actually started crying when I started telling him about this, and it's because he's just so upset because he thought he's not going to get to go anymore. And I said, no, we'll keep going, but we're, we might have to like I might have to go with you. But you know, it's not the same thing as him and his friends got to go off on their own to the skateboard park and do their thing and kind of be older kids. And he feels like it kind of got ruined by these scumbag freaking idiots, which it yeah. did, at least temporarily. A part of me wonders whether they were joking, and an eleven-year-old wouldn't pick up on that. Yeah. Well, why don't you go to a schoolyard today and jokingly offer some children some drugs and see if the police think that's funny? Oh yeah. No, I hear you. I totally hear you. Um, I mean, but that would be—that's aberrant behavior to the point of being bizarre. I know. I'm going to furnish some kids with some drugs. 
some little they kids. were probably stoned out of their mind. You don't always make the uh, the best judgments when you're doing yeah. that. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. If you're drinking beer and doing Molly in the afternoon as a as a teenager, you might not have been making the best uh, decisions. Right. Right. Wow. That's too bad. Remember, I called the police one time on the people smoking uh, pot in the bathroom, which is about a hundred feet from there, uh-huh. and I felt like a narc. But I don't know. It's just disappointing. I don't know what you do about it. I think it's important that you realize the uh, the difference in the the substances being used in those two scenarios, and that uh, overreacting in this one seems pretty hard to do. Molly is a pretty big deal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah, it's a pretty it's a serious psychoactive drrug powder form of ecstasy, from what I understand. Um, <clears throat> and I'm sure. So would different... that be a Schedule One or whatever you call it? I like... mean, technically, pot is too, but but uh-huh. it, it, it is yeah. It, from your perspective, I think it's important to realize that that is mm. it is not akin to hey hey kids want to get high mm-hmm. right it, it, that's not what that is mm, interesting well well just uh, yeah just be careful being right often is not a defense uh, you know in today's litigious ridiculous world yeah you I've... can carry an axe handle just don't use the axe well handle. yeah I'm not gonna hit a kid with an axe handle although. Uh... <laughs> um, if I ended up in the news for trying to stop teenagers from giving 11-year-old drugs, I'll take that a media hit. Sure. Yeah, why not? Good God. Armstrong and Getty.